BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate. What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Deuce and mo. They tell you what they know. Deuce and mo. Deuce and mo. Deuce and mo. Hey, welcome into the Juice and Mo podcast, recording this on Thanksgiving Eve, or it's officially Thanksgiving for us at this point. Yeah. After the Kings lose two in a row to the Pelicans, they got down big in this game, but fought back in the fourth, actually took the lead at one point, but down the stretch, the Pelicans were too much again, and the Kings fell in New Orleans 117 to 112. They're now eight and six on the season. And they complete a long six-game road trip Friday against the tough Minnesota Timberwolves in an NBA in-season tournament game. We're going to have fun. We're going to talk about the game. Well, went down the highs and lows. Plenty of the lows. And it's Thanksgiving, so I'm sipping a beer, morning after wine. Let's enjoy this ride. How you doing, Mo? Cheers. I'm good. Um, You know... I, it would be way more fun talking about a King's win going into Thanksgiving. We already know all that. Blah, blah, blah. Um, but, you know, I think if you were to look at this game and go, 
all right, at least they didn't shit the bed the entire game and they rallied back in the fourth quarter. Yes. And I'm not, I'm saying this as just a basketball fan, like when you watch any game, um, and we've seen a few of them this year where a team rallies back in the fourth and you're just like, oh my God, and they make it a game. And then obviously they sometimes just uh, still end up losing it. I just appreciate the resilience, the response at times. And with this Kings team, I'm glad we got that. But no, it doesn't make me feel that much better. The Kings were shorthanded yet again. The Pelicans are still shorthanded, of course. Uh, the Kings did not have Keegan Murray in this game. But we did see Sasha return. Didn't really play well. Mm -mm. Chris Duarte returned. Didn't really play well. Trey Lyles returned. That Yay. was good. We'll talk about that. But the Kings definitely missed Keegan Murray in this one. It was an ugly second quarter, really bad second quarter. And to be honest, a lot of the same issues in this game. Watching this game, this was probably the most frustrated I've been watching a game this year, Morgan. Yeah, yeah. I, wait, the most frustrated? Yeah, yeah, because, you know, I, the Houston games annoyed me for sure. And I did, like you just said, I appreciate the fact that they were able to come back, take the lead, and make it a game. But the way they played tonight was frustrating. Yeah. And I felt like in that first quarter, they were making shots. So it covered up some of the stuff, right? They started off knocking down threes, and they were in the game, and it felt like, oh, that was covering up some of the issues they were having. Got to give the Pelicans a lot of love for their defense mm. in these two games because they gave the Kings problems. But as the game went on, I felt like Sacramento was like, oh, they're cutting off the, the driving lanes that we're used to. They're really building a wall for Fox. They're making it tough to penetrate. So we're not going to do it as much. And in fact, if we do, I'm worried about the length. So we'll just kick out for three instead of, hey, go get something at the rim. Credit to Harrison Barnes in that third quarter for doing that. Credit Sabonis for late for finally doing that. But it wasn't enough. And you look at the points in the paint in this game. Sacramento got destroyed again. 62 to 28 in the paint. That number can't happen. And I think taking a step back and looking at this, it feels like the same as when the Kings played the Pelicans last year. You go, Ooh. they are longer. They are more athletic. Mm -hmm. They are bigger and more physical. And those teams give Sacramento problems. Sacramento, I'll give them credit this year. And I know I'm talking a lot here, but mm -hmm. I want to get this off my chest. They've shown the ability to play more physical this year. Okay. Okay. But I feel like when teams are more physical than them, they revert back to how they played in the past. And this is a theme for Sacramento. They struggle with teams like the Pelicans. They struggled with a team like the Rockets, right? Minnesota is a team with some size and some length that is worrisome to me on Friday. Okay. But I just, I look at this Pelicans team and it feels like the Kings can't beat them because of some of the weaknesses that they have. You know, I, I think there are ways to go at those, um, to go at the strengths of the other team, right? Because obviously we see what, what flaws or weaknesses the Kings may have against a long team like that. But they, I feel like the Kings have smart enough players to face that challenge but i feel like they haven't figured it out yet right I, go into somebody well attack hey simmer down there coach that's what i was going to say though because we've seen it inconsistently where 
this team will then go up against a matchup that is big, that is long, and they learn from their mistakes. But I feel like it's far too inconsistent for this team. And the fact that you get to play the same team back to back and you you get an opportunity to figure it out. You get an opportunity to figure it out, to make the things that you did wrong right, and they didn't do that. They didn't do that. And I thought they did a good job uh, bringing in that energy and finally knocking down some of the shots. That's what was helping their offense late in the game. But it's like that has to be there all four quarters then if yes. that's going to be your game. If that's what you're going to rely on, that has to be your game consistently. And the third quarter, I thought, offensively looked better. It's like, okay, you're starting to do those things. HB was going to attack and get to the basket a little bit. They started knocking down some shots but they were exchanging baskets and they played even. So Sacramento gained no ground in that third quarter, mm -hmm. despite the fact that their offense was much better than the second quarter when they were only able to muster 20 points, got into no rhythm whatsoever. In the fourth quarter, I felt like the offense was there. They got a spark from Sabonis and Trey Lyles. And defensively, there were some better moments. They sprinkled in the zone. I thought they made life more challenging yeah. for Zion, even though he still had his way. Uh, in this game, but it's just a frustrating game because some of those same issues in the first half, mm -hmm. I thought the officiating, by the way, both sides, uh, too many whistles. I, I do not want to watch a game Screws the again this season where I see a combined 72 Ooh, free throws. I didn't even realize that. And I mentioned that in the post game too, though. I was like, I was like, it felt like, it felt like the officiating crew was, was calling a few too many things that took out the flow. But I also said, look, if that's the case and you kind of are starting to understand the personnel, alter your game. And when I say alter your game, doesn't mean alter your mindset or being physical, but it's how you're going to be physical. And then if it's still something you can't control, guess what? It's going to be one of those nights. It was definitely one of those nights. It felt like it and was. And Fox is really bugged by it. He picked up a technical, got really fired up. Um, yeah, it just it was just inconsistent, you know. And Zion is already difficult to stop, but if you get pick up a foul for breathing on him, like a touch foul, it's like what what are we calling, dude? Like the guy is physical. He plays like a football player. Yeah, that's just, that's a great way to put it. I mean, it, it feels like he's got shoulder pads on and he is Coming right at yep. you. And he goes in there and you go flying. Like Trey Lyles in one possession in the first half, you know, Lyles picked up two quick fouls yeah. too in this game. All he was trying to do is kind of brace himself because he was going to take a hit from Lyles. I mean, from Zion. Uh, Zion. And he gets called for a foul. I'm like, what? So what are you supposed to do as a defender? Let me also just emphasize. I'm not complaining, and that's not why the Kings lost the game, okay? Emphasize that. Kings shot 35 free throws in this game. The Pelicans shot 37. I thought the officiating both ways was just, come on, let these guys play a little bit. Let it be physical. I, I want to see more of that. I don't want to see a constant, you know, constant stoppages. Yeah. Guys in foul trouble. I mean, Duarte picked up a couple of quick fouls. You had, I mentioned... Um, Trey Lyle, Sabonis. I mean, everybody was in foul trouble tonight. Yeah, it it it's tough. It takes you out of the flow, the rhythm of the game, the pace of the game, blah, blah, blah. Um, but again, how do you allow that to not dictate your entire game? What can you control? And I felt like they weren't controlling the, what they could control, and that was still keeping these guys out of the freaking paint and keeping them out of scoring in the paint. Like you already mentioned, 62 points in the paint. It's just, it's, 
It is too many points in the paint. It's not like there's pure dominance on this team except Zion. But with Zion, there is, there's, there's a way to stop the man. And you saw it at times in this game. And in these type of games, you just have to be so locked in and engaged every single defensive possession. And we've seen that at times from this King squad when they are connected and all playing together. Uh, I feel like they can stop anyone. But the last two games, it's just been like, oh, no, not feeling that vibe. A little too inconsistent for me. And then one of the guys you expect, okay, can he protect the paint a little bit is someone like JaVel McGee. And I thought McGee, I'm looking back at my notes to make sure. Yeah, it was in the first quarter. I was so frustrated. I felt like Mike Brown in that moment. Pick and roll situation. Dyson Daniels driving to the basket. And Monk, I believe it was Malik Monk, needed some help for sure. Uh Okay. Wasn't good for Monk either, but you have to have help there. And instead of helping... Dyson Daniels kind of went up with a floater. McGee didn't even try to contest it. He was immediately boxing out his guy. Okay, maybe he doesn't get there, but, you know, be a threat to at least make it a little more challenging for Dyson Daniels as he goes up with a floater, an uncontested floater, a little easier than one where JaVel McGee is, you know, seven feet tall and long. Right. And then, so Daniels scores, and the inbound, McGee turns it over, bucket. And... It's just those, those are the mental things are infuriating. You can't have that. No, and you can't have that because not only because are they deflating when you're already down, but those are such big swing plays too because you have someone in Mike Brown who has such high standards. And if he's like, look, you might have a shorter leech, leash than him. And if you have that shorter leash, you don't get to make those mistakes. Yep. Those opportunities that you get in those minutes, you have to play close to perfect. And I know that can seem unfair at times, but truly that's just how the NBA works with a lot of these guys and rotations. And especially when you're on a team with higher expectations. Yeah. So a really tough stretch for JaVel McGee. In fact, I'm just double checking here. He ends up playing in this game four minutes and 38 seconds. Ooh. So, yeah, uh, not a lot of time playing time. And, you know, it, it's a guy that you couldn't use tonight if he was locked in, especially without Alex Lang. You just got Trey Lyles back. Something interesting that you said to me on my way back here, you were like, I think you said it for these last two games. You were like, man, re- in a time we really could use Alex Lang. And I'm like, Who would have thought that we would have been saying that right now? And it's because in his moments this season, we had seen good basketball with him as that backup. Not to say that JaVale McGee didn't start off well, uh, didn't have a good run as well, being that first big that comes off the bench. But the way that Alex Len started coming off the bench, um, you could feel like, you felt like he knew what he was doing with Mike Brown's system. He understood the quality and the standards of what Mike Brown wants to see out there. And then, of course, he gets that injury. And and it's been felt. And it hasn't only been felt because of Alex Len, um, obviously because of the other injuries as well. Sasha was the other guy who returned. Sasha and Duarte returned today. And I thought both guys had rough nights. Sasha was just a mess, I felt like. A couple of bad turnovers. Missed a on a rebound that led to a second chance opportunity and just rough, you know, you needed him to come in and be able to knock down some shots and at least, you know, be adequate defensively. But the bench, I felt like really let them down 
through stretches in this game tonight, especially early on. That's a that's a fair way to put it. It it's uh I think it's been difficult at times when the starting unit isn't doing their job and starting off the game right or whatever it may be. I feel like that kind of bleeds into the bench when really it's like, no guys, you're, you're getting this opportunity because you're supposed to be doing something different. And I feel like we haven't seen that much this year. And when the starting unit is good, everyone is good, but you're just not going to get that every night. You know, like De'Aaron Fox needs to be able to have a slow night and not just an individual step up, but an entire unit together step up on a different level, especially if him and Sabonis are having a slower night. Who, what guys, what unit is going to be the next group to step up and play that same type of high-level basketball? And you're just, you're not seeing it consistently with some of these guys. Duarte, the other guy who came back, he got the start tonight in place of Keegan Murray. Brandon Ingram is just too much. Brandon Ingram six seven and long, and he's good. Duarte he's got good. some foul in some foul trouble, um, and he just it's not a good matchup for him at all. I was really surprised that Mike Brown did not play Kessler Edwards more. I you know he, he played under a minute tonight, and I understand his limitations offensively, right? Like he's just not a good shooter, but at some point. I want to see someone out there that can get a stop or make life sure. tougher, Ingram. Because when did the Kings look kind of like the Kings tonight? It was in the fourth quarter when they junked up the game with a 3-2 zone and got some stops, yep. and they got out and pushed. They pushed the pace, got paint touches. They were spraying. They were swinging the ball around and knocking down some threes. And it was in the half court that it just... They couldn't get anything tonight. And, and this is... A lot of time we spend so much time talking about, oh, the Kings couldn't do this. The Kings couldn't do that. The Pelicans, I think, have so much upside as a team right now. I mean, Dyson Daniels was put picking up Fox full court. They were picking up Fox and Davion full court. Monk full court the entire game. And all of a sudden, the Kings are getting into their stuff at like 14 seconds on the Oof. shot clock. And how many times did we see in that first half especially in that second quarter where it was like the Kings were getting everything late shot clock and they were taking tough shots late in the shot clock. The Pelicans are long. They've got guys that get after Alvarado comes in and he's just a menace out there. He's just, I love his game and I love Dyson Daniels, Herb Jones. They just have a lot of guys that play hard. They're long, they're physical. I think I, I think it's uh it's something that we were saying after the first game or before even the first game with this Pelicans team is what uh, you know a oh, team's still trying to figure out their identity who they are CJ her who's her who's going to play who's not going to play and you're seeing not only when healthy but this team is another team in the Western Conference that plays hard. And they're still missing C.J. McCollum. And they're missing C.J. McCollum. They're sitting at 8-7 and seven with guys who have been in and out of the lineup. Ooh, which, by the way, I want you to give me the same, the uh, the record. You're talking about the record to me on my way back here. Okay, you want positive news to come in. Uh, no, no he's I, here. it's not he's even too. positive because I saw, I saw like bad news, sour grapes, like right in the beginning when I was talking about like, oh, the comeback, like I love seeing that in the NBA in a fourth quarter. He's like, no, Mara, back their face, Morgan. 
Well, okay, a couple of things that p- fans do sometimes, right? Someone and we're right. all guilty of it as fans. But just because you compliment fight doesn't mean you go, hey, Thank I you. felt like the Kings won tonight. Moral victory. Like, you, you can acknowledge good play in a loss. That's what irritates me, like, when we have these conversations. It's like, no, we can acknowledge good things that happen during a loss. And we acknowledge bad things that happen during a win. Thank like you just we're, you. Th- we're on after games we just talk about everything, you know. Snapping it's my fingers. Not that big of a deal. And yeah, if the Kings just rolled over tonight and lost by 30, would you be saying that same thing in the chat? You'd be like, "Oh, we just give up easily. What the hell?" Like, no, you want your guys to fight and claw back and not just mail it in and be like, "You know what? Thanksgiving's tomorrow. Who cares? Let's go to Minnesota. We'll figure it out." It's like, "No. Go try to win this game and they made it a game tonight." Um, where were you going though? Oh, the record. Okay. The perspective I have. The Kings are sitting at eight and six. Mm-hmm. What was their record after 14 games last season? Tell me. Eight and six. Hey, the difference. Few differences. The Kings were relatively healthy to start mm-hmm. the year last year. Keegan missed, uh, you know, he was coming back from COVID and that, uh, but he was also a rookie. De'Aaron Fox didn't miss a chunk. You know, Trey Lyles wasn't... They they had their guys uh-huh. for the most part, and they uh-huh. got off to a hot shooting start. They're in six. I've They're won- in six. So the reality is they're off to the same start they were last year. They've been more banged up. Guys have been kind of underachieving a little bit with the shooting. They're going to be fine. There's a long way to go is my point. And my other difference that I said when Deuce mentioned that to me was, oh, well higher expectations this year you know that's the other difference right there is like when you're looking at this team and coming off of a season where they made the playoffs everyone's like well they gotta be better I think it is important to remember that it's still early with any of these teams that we talk about with a great record with a bad record with any of those things going on but it's like when we do talk about this king squad and you use your eyeballs and you see that type of play from them uh against the same team back to back or not back to back but you know in the in the same stretch just like they had against the houston rockets you go ooh, they didn't learn quick enough after that first loss to turn things around and respond differently like that's not going to fly later on in the season absolutely in the chat, Pookie says, full court, a full court press shuts down our fast pace. Interesting. <laughs> I mean, that's true, but you know, you don't have to deal with that if you're getting stops. You know what I mean? Yep. And if you can provi- provide some sort of resistance, when the Kings get stops, they can get out and go a little bit, right? Whether it's forcing a turnover or, I mean, look at some of the, the hustle stats in this game. Second chance points, 15-4. That sucks. Mm-hmm. 15 to 4 in favor of the Pelicans. Then off the turnovers tonight, Sacramento did not capitalize, right? They had scored five points off 10 turnovers. On the other side, the Pelicans scored 20 points off 16 Kings turnovers. So yep. 20 to 5 in points off turnovers. It was, it was truly tonight was like attention to detail. And uh, I'm talking about not just attention to detail when it came to turnovers and capitalizing on that. But it was, how are you stopping this Pelicans team from capitalizing off of your turnovers? And then defensively, even if you had them set up in a half-court offense, uh, 
how were you not slowing them down? How were you getting stops? And there's just too many times that these guys got in the paint, got what they wanted, whether it was Zion at the rim or BI in the mid range game. So it was, it was, uh, yeah, just the, the details were really disappointing to me with how this team was engaged. Zion tonight, 25 points. 10 of 16 shooting in this game. He was 5 of 7 from the free throw line. Brandon Ingram had 23 points, 9 of 18 shooting. The Pelicans as a team shot 47%, just 7 of 30 from three-point land. I can't tell you how many times I was watching this game going, going, okay, the Kings are down, but it feels like they should be down 30 right now. Mm-hmm. You know, and the, the biggest lead the Pelicans had was 17 in this game. Yeah. In the fourth quarter, they really got things going again. They went into a zone, and they kind of chipped away, and it was good to see them fight. I think I was most excited to see Trey Lyles come back, knock down some shots. And I know I was on pregame with you today with you and uh, Matt, Matt Barnes. Barnes. And am I sleepy right now? Am I okay? Was that, did I say your name I, twice? You did, but or you didn't even say my with you with you and Matt Barnes. I was like, did you forget <laughs> yeah, I don't who know we were? Hi. Morgan. Hi. 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 Good. Morgan? Oh my god. This actually scares nice me. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. What if I was really like like That's what I'm saying. I'm good. I'm okay. good. Sorry. I just here, quick reset. Hit, hit the button right here. Okay. Hold on. <laughs> oh wait, I turned him off. Hold on. <laughs> oh, if only it was We're alive! Hey! Uh, anyway, I was on pregame I wish today. That was real. I was on pregame today. And we we're talking about Trey Lyles and what yes. he could bring back. Yeah, you know what Trey brings—a guy that come in and bring a big body on the floor. Yeah. he rebounds. Yeah, plays some pretty solid defense. Two, and he can shoot the three. He had to make Zion guard him a little bit. So it was such a huge lift to get Trey Lyles just back in the rotation. He's a smart player. The Kings have missed him a lot this year. So I, I think he's going to be key coming up against Minnesota on Friday. Ooh. Because last time they played the T-Wolves, I remember Sabonis so, so fouled out in Minnesota. But not and only Lyles that. Lyles came in a little small ball five. Yep. And Gobert had some trouble. Stretching that floor. That's exactly it. In the way that he was shooting tonight. Yeah. Uh, knocking down those three three. It was like possession after possession after possession. And what I loved is not only did it, get the score closer, but it was creating some sort of energy with this team being like, all right, we got, we got this, like this belief, this different type of spirit that Trey Lyles brought on the floor tonight. Very happy for him. He had the back-to-back threes and then he had the three and one. They reviewed it to see if it was going to be a flagrant foul. It was not, but yeah, that was a big sequence. I mean, he, he was able to cut the lead after that to 95 89. Mm. And then Malik Monk got fouled on a three point attempt too. Yep. Yep. So that trimmed the lead. How about Sabonis, by the way, he went, he, he aired that by like, I, what did his ball slip out of his hands? Wasn't that a weird angle on the broadcast when it happened? Yeah. It it was was like, yeah, it was, it was, it was quite short of a yeah. shot. So, yeah, not not his best. But then I think he ended up making two big free throws after that later on. And then they, in the close game, I felt like the Kings had a couple of nice opportunities they on did. buckets. HB missed on a shot near the rim. That was tough. The one that killed me, so Zion scored. It was 113-108, and Fox 
it was a lazy pass and turned over. And that was pretty much the game after that. Well, another thing that bugged me was when the Pelicans had that turnover and then they went back the other way. And I think it was Malik that went to the basket, dished it out to Barnes. You're right. That was after this. And you're right. Barnes had an open three. He swung it. And then it eventually got the Fox. I felt like Fox should have swung it one more time to Lyles. Yeah. And I know it's easy to say that because Fox missed the shot. But sure. I'm like, Trey Lyles is kind of rolling right yeah. now. He's yeah. knocked down a few in this quarter. Swing it one more time. But the bigger thing, you were just bringing it up, Harrison Barnes. You were playing well. You were shooting well. Hit and, that corner three, man. And he had just missed yep. one right before that. But it was like he was ended the night four for... Four of nine from beyond the arc, 22 points. And it was like he was flowing. He was having a good way, good game. He ended up playing 41 minutes in this game. I loved what, what HB had to add. And it's so great because whenever he does have a better game, he always does slow down or shut up a few more people. And not only that, though, it's like it, this is a game he needed to step up a little bit more like this because there was no Keegan oh, presence. Morgan, the Kings don't get back in this game without Harrison Barnes tonight in the third quarter. Yep. And it felt like he got to the point where he was like, okay, I'm going to get the ball and I'm attacking. And yep. he got to the free throw line. Then he started knocking down some shots. I, I like an aggressive Harrison Barnes. And I think that the, the balance that Sacramento has to figure out right now, especially like, I, I know it gets... It's a little different when Keegan's back, right? He's going to get some more shots. But I think they have to find a way to get Harrison involved more offensively and get him in those situations because we saw it last year and we saw it tonight. Sometimes the Kings aren't knocking down shots or the offense is out of whack. Yeah. You can get Barnes the ball and he can make something happen and get to the free throw line. And that just settles everybody down. You can take a breather for a second. He goes to the free throw line. The other team gets a foul. You're trying to get him in the penalty. I thought he was big. He had 22 points in the game. Six of 13 shooting, four of nine from three, and six of six in the free throw line. Yeah, I, I, I'm I, I'm really happy for him um, for stepping up and uh, being that guy. And I thought he did, he did a good job even last game stepping up a little bit more, even in such a shitty loss. But, uh, but yeah, Kevin Herter was someone that seemed – just non-existent at times on the floor. And, Two of ten tonight. And that's, and that's tough because, like we said, when you got the injury bug and he's biting away, you got him, everyone's got to make sure that they're stepping up in different ways. And when you're already expected to be doing something else as a starter and then you're not even giving that, um, especially when we've seen him have a much better flow as of late and – you're not responding to a team that you just fell to horribly a few days ago. Yeah, it's bad. One other note I wanted to mention, though, on the points in the paint, it was 62-28. The Pelicans had 51 shots in the paint. Sacramento had just 23 attempts in the paint. No, what, dude. And there were times they were getting in the paint, and that's where I was getting really frustrated, where... They were maybe getting a paint touch, and they elected the spray. And I think sometimes they get too caught up in some of the things Mike Brown says. Mike Brown's like, hey, make sure you're getting paint touches and spray. We want to get the ball moving. Sure. And it's so true. But you don't need a pass-up like shots. I thought Sabonis passed up some shots in the first half to spray it out. Okay. I mean, he was still and, being a great... But Valanchunas is, is also a tough... But he can score on him. He showed me he can score on him tonight. He got him into foul trouble. He got to the free throw line. He had an and one. 
my whole point is, I think sometimes the Kings, at least the last couple of games against the Pelicans, they get into the paint, they spray, and then they took, take the first three. No, you, you could spray it and then attack again and spray it. Like, get the defense moving. Make them work a little bit. Get them scrambling. And I felt like there were too many times tonight, Sacramento would just settle on those opportunities. I want to see you attack. Maybe you draw a foul, get to the free throw line, get some easy touches. There was too much like, hey, we got one passing out, three point attempt off. We didn't get the rebound. That was the other thing tonight, offensive rebound. Sacramento had four in the game, 13 for the Pelicans. Two of them, weren't they HB? And they were out-rebounded by 10 tonight. Two of those O-boards, I believe, were HB. Yes. Yeah. Two from Sabonis. Yeah. Only four of the night. Right. Not enough. (laughs) It's just like, I I don't know. I I mean, when when this team is locked in, it looks great, but they they struggle with any type of length. But but it's not only the length. It's not only the length. It's it's teams doing a good job of congesting the paint, right? And you saw it still congested at the end, but what Malik Monk did a good job of was like, well, shit, I don't care who's in my way. I'm still going to create and get this two-man game with Sabonis. And the way that they had little pocket passes to one another would dish it off, it was scary. I was, I, I, in some ways I did not like it. I'm like, this seems way too difficult. Why are we making it so difficult? And they were doing that because they were trying to make sure that they weren't settling. And they were trying to make sure that even though it was a, a, a difficult task that they were still going to attempt to keep pushing and playing their same type of game. Um, and that's why they looked better in that fourth quarter as well. I think the other thing is how they defended De'Aaron Fox tonight. I mentioned how they picked him up full court, but they also did a great job of sending a double at him high mm-hmm. and forcing him to give up the ball. You know, he's he struggled, I felt like. Tonight. It's funny, you look at his final stats, you go, wow, he had 26 points, 9 of 17 shooting, 6 of 7 from the free throw line, but man, did he have to work for it. I mean, they made his life hard. And you you could tell they were going to wall him off. Yeah. And when Sacramento's not knocking down shots and he's not able to penetrate the same way, they're getting threes with different looks. Yes. Right? They're not getting those same type of threes. So they have to find ways to get some action going. Maybe it's starting with pick and rolls higher up. Right. And, and they do that sometimes, yeah, especially in transition, but like start higher up because there are too many times Fox There's, is dribbling up. And then here's the wall and the Pelicans are really good at rotating defensively with their length. It was just it was Deuce, really tough for him. It's like you already said, it's it's this team can't depend on other teams missing their shit and just missing their shots. It's the Kings defense needs to do a better job at getting stops. And when they get those stops, they get to have, they get to have more fun on the offensive end. They get to push the ball at a different pace. They get to play in their early offense or even in transition. And, and that's why, I mean, if you want to have that type of fun, it's kind of like eat your vegetables, make sure that you're getting shit done on the defensive end. And then look, Oh, you get to have fun and get dessert. It's like me today. So I went to co-op before the game. Oh no. And I got, I put a little Thanksgiving thing okay. together. They have a hot bar with all the Thanksgiving food, like okay. turkey, stuffing, mashed potatoes, broccoli, like all the stuff. And uh, I, you know, two times this week I've done that, by the way, I co-op. So today I, I did I the same type of thing. <laughs> so I and I ate my broccoli and my mac and cheese came later. 
So you got to eat your broccoli's plain defense, and then you get a little mac and cheese, right? Well, just a little mac and cheese. I had a lot of broccoli. I mean, broccoli's a defense. It, it, mac and cheese, yeah. So you're 35. I was talking more for like children. Like, oh. gotta eat your broccoli first. So then it's like oh, they don't go. Yeah. I'm full. I'm full. I don't want. I don't want to already eat my pie and stuff. But good. Good job. You ate your broccoli before your mac and cheese. It was really good. I'm so proud of you. Um, That's exactly what I'm saying, Deuce. To your point about the defense, uh huh. they miss Keegan Murray a lot. And G-Man actually said on the broadcast that Keegan hurt his back and he was missed a game with lower back soreness. That's what the team is calling yeah. it. Apparently, they don't think it's serious. Okay. Not sure if he's going to play Friday against Minnesota, but he hurt his back in the Dallas game. And then try to give it a go Ooh. in that first game against the Pelicans and didn't feel right. So that's why it came out at halftime. Ah. So anyway, you know, I don't think it's a hot take. I think Keegan Murray has been their best defensive player this year. It's not a hot year. take. It's not a hot take. I mean, you you watch the way that he's been he's been able to defend the best guy on every team. And there's nights when he is better than others. But what you're seeing from him every single night in, night out on that defensive end, he's making an impact. I mean, even when it's not as good on ball right. or as, you know. So tonight, what they missed him against Brandon Ingram yes. for sure. And when he defended Ingram in that first game in the first half, he did some good things. He made his life a little more challenging. He was contesting his shots. He forced a couple of misses. Then he got into some foul trouble. And then he did not play in the second half. And then I thought that was a big issue in tonight's game is they decided to go with Chris Duarte on yeah. Brandon Ingram. Wasn't, and I think Kessler should have got more run. I already said that. No, so. I know. I know. I, I'm... Man, are we going... I, I feel, Have I been too hardcore on tonight's podcast after a loss? what? I just feel like maybe I'm diving so deep into this game I don't on think, Thanksgiving. No, but I think the thing is, I think it's important to, like, talk about... I mean, we're shooting the shit, talking hoops about everything that words that we saw tonight whether it's a loss a win doesn't matter what what brad in the chest is by points per possession keegan has been the fifth best isolation defender in well, the entire nb yeah hey sure uh, appreciate everyone for being here appreciate everyone. how about this audience Dude, on thanksgiving eve and a loss appreciate you in hours after a loss in oh my god what uh, are you guys even doing today's poll question what are you concerned after these losses um, the options. Nope. It's early. I need 25 games. Oh. Excuse me. Ew. Yes, it exposed our weaknesses. Oh. And eh, a little bit. Well, this is a close race. 36% of the voters say, nope, it's too early. Need 25 games. 31% say, yeah, it exposed our weaknesses. And 33% say, eh, a little bit. Uh, Where are you at on this? I, I'm in the question. You know, it's interesting. I'm actually in the in between of the yes, it exposed our weaknesses and eh, a little bit. Whoa. And the reason why I'm in between there is because I am just trusting what I am seeing with my eyes. And what we have seen is some great basketball when they are on point. And then what yeah. we have seen when they're not on point, it's not good enough and i'm not expecting that much of a drop so just like that like that's why i'm in between where they need to find the in-between and the in-between 
obviously it would be better if they played the great basketball consistently all the time. You're just, you're pretty much not, that. that's hard to do throughout a long NBA season, especially when injuries start to play a part. But I really need to see that in between for this team where it's like, look, if there's one unit that isn't stepping up, I need a group of guys that Mike Brown's going to. And it's like, yep, that's working. You can't allow the energy of the first group, the tone setting to dictate your entire game. I think my perspective through 14 games, I think they're a better team than last year. And hmm. like roster wise or just like, even I just the think way the that team, the, I, the defense has been better this year. Facts. And I know I'm coming off the heels over the last couple of games where it's like some of the mass mismatches or the matchups haven't been good for Sacramento. Um, I think they're a better team, but the weaknesses they had last year still remain. Mm-hmm. The backup center spot, yeah, especially with Len being out, uh-huh. has been a challenge. Wing defense at times, you know, Keegan's been good. Harrison Barnes has some issues. You sure. know, Chris Duarte gets into foul trouble. So it's, <sighs> I think we're seeing more moments of good defense. The offense has had more moments of being kind of disappointing at times, but also like De'Aaron's been gone, right? So, yeah. you know, he's missed games. So, I feel like they're in a better spot, but also I think if you're Monty and Wes, you're looking around going, okay, last year at the deadline, we kind of stood pat because we were killing it offensively. Yeah. Good mojo. We're trying to get in the playoffs. I think their look, I think their approach to this trade deadline is going to be much different. I think they're going to be much more aggressive looking to tweak because if you, it's the same weaknesses. It's this, it's the same. And the other spot that's kind of an, weird one too is has been the backup point guard spot right like davion has been filling in and then keon Keon. being out all yep yep it's it's all it's all there and i if they told me today like no 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 we we believe in internal growth and and uh still be like it's it's early like let just wait and see i'd be like okay i i mean that's what i was told last year and it turned out pretty damn good so if that was the case again this year, I would believe it. But at the same time, too, I also understand that things move quickly in this league. And if you're not making moves, other teams are to improve. And even like you look ahead at the Kings taking on the T-Wolves this Friday. This is a team, I have to say, all last year, in the beginning of the year, and even throughout the year, you and I both and everyone else are co- covering the league. How is this going to work? Yeah. How is this going to come together? Oh, my God. What a what a joke. Like, all these things. And I just... And, and there was really bad times where Anthony Edwards is out of a play, shaking his head in a possession, not really in it, but still just balling out. Rudy Gobert and Cat, it looked congested, whatever. They've figured something out early on and I truly believe it's because also they're giving the keys to the team to Anthony Edwards and the defense has been so good this year right. for them um, right Jaden McDaniels who's been so good defensively for them he is going to be out against Sacramento so you hope he gets back fast in general right in we general yeah, but yeah, not but, I'm but good with him being out take Friday. your time Friday yeah, you're good. he does a really good job on okay. De'Aaron Fox he is given Fox a lot of problems in the past. But yeah, I mean, 
They've got good size, too. I mean, you think about they've got Kyle Anderson, who's got mm-hmm. good size coming off the bench. I mean, there are times they play with Anderson, Cat, and Gobert. Mm-hmm. And Cat's ability to stretch the floor and score, he's got tremendous size. Kyle Anderson's a really hard-nosed player, but he could push the pace, right? Yep. He can rebound, pass, smart, high IQ defender. He's actually a guy I'd love to have on the Sacramento Kings and then they've got Nas Reed who can come off the bench Dude, give you instant en- another energy. big fella and then Anthony Edwards to me is a budding superstar I mean he does things on the floor that y- you're just amazed by I mean he's such a young player and the growth he has had one I'm just a big fan of his he plays the game with joy yeah he's always smiling he's having fun he talks some shit. He's not afraid of the moment he's at not all. Not afraid at all. He'll take shots, but he'll also set up his teammates. One of my favorite plays he had this year was late in the game against the Warriors, where he was getting attention and he fired a beautiful pass to Mike Conley, who hit a dagger three, and it was such a great pass. But I, I, I love how he plays, and that they have they've been really good this year. I'm not sure. I, I believe that it's going to stay going this well for them in a postseason like like like, even if you were talking about a postseason run with them like can you actually trust that these guys are healthy that they can hang all those things can come into play sure but i guess you can just look ahead at friday against the kings and i go well shit i wanted the kings to respond after that last game that that was the other thing i think we showed a stat on our pregame show of the Kings taking on a team for the second time throughout the season. They were like seven and oh last year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did a great job always doing their homework, responding the right way, making sure that the challenges that were thrown at them, they knew how to um, attack and, and do things differently. And that's why I think it was a little disappointing both times rockets and pelicans just using them as examples that the adjustments weren't there and i i think with the t wolves i don't i just want to see adjustments in their game as a whole as they go into this game on the road on friday morgan who would be your player of the game tonight if you are picking let's say you were in charge of picking the player of the game the rock and soul player of the game who would be your player of the game um i'd probably go with B.I. I thought he... B.I. or Zion. Okay. B.I. or Zion. Who you got? Let's see who, who they went with. Ro- who, the Rock, who and, Rock Soul and Soul player Zion. of the okay. game. Whoa! Ladies and gentlemen, I steered positive tonight on you, Thanksgiving yeah, Eve. what a... This guy ooh. made it a game. Welcome back. <clears throat> All the Trey Bays are happy. Trey Bays! Trey Lyles yes. returning... To the Sacramento Kings, coming off the bench, 12 points, 8 rebounds, 4 of 8 shooting. He knocked down 3 of 7 from downtown. He did it in 27 minutes. It was good to have him back for Sacramento. He's a big part of the rotation, in my opinion, going forward. He is a rock and soul player of the game. And what better way to spend a Black Friday if you're driving around going, I'm hungry, what do I want to do? Go to Rock and Soul Diner, just six blocks away from Golden One Center at 10th and S. You talk about breakfast all day. Mm. They do have lunch and dinner too, but check them out. They're local. They're the best. They support our podcast. We support them. You should too. Check out Rock and Soul. You like my Trey Lyles player of the game? I honestly, I'm stunned. I'm kind of like, 
who is this man and where did you come from? Because I'm steering negative and then all of a sudden, That's oh, negative. okay, I'm steering realistic and all of a sudden here comes Deuce like, hey, I got another positive thing for you. Boom. Which is a very fair thing to do, by the way, because you're not going to be able to celebrate that um, too many times, knock on wood, because you obviously do not want people to always just be coming back from injuries and having these uh, fantastic games. You just want them to remain healthy. And I know you told me I can't do this, but I'm going to do it anyway. Okay. So I'm sorry. What? We have a Black Friday sale oh. on our website, dosamo.com. Morgan's like, you can't say it until Friday, but you know what? I said, screw it because it's Thanksgiving Eve. Fine. And you people are actually here. Shout out to you. If you decide you want to buy our merch, dosamo.com, you click on merch. Use promo code Black Friday. You're going to get 20% off. You guys are here. We appreciate you guys. That's 20% off. We start that now. Do some mo.com. Click on merch. And I will say this, that we will, starting Friday, have some Christmas merch okay. dropping Friday night. And there might be a Christmas jingle. Okay. Coming up Friday. Sweet. Been practicing in my car on the way back from San Francisco. Yeah. Um, of course, tonight's podcast also brought to you by our friends over at Northwest Exteriors. You're thinking, hey, it's cold in my house. Maybe it's your windows. Maybe you should look at new and, windows. Uh, the experts at Northwest Exteriors can help you out, Morgan. Tell them to go check them out. Yeah, you guys, it's life-changing. I've already mentioned this multiple times, but I also think with the holidays here and everything, if you're looking for, okay, do I want a new TV? Do I want this? Do I want this? It's Black Friday. No, 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 no. Take a step back and take a look at your house. Is it windows you need? Maybe that's something you need to invest in. Oh my gosh, can I afford it? Well, go check it out. They will give you a free quote. Just reach out to them. I'm telling you, it's one of the least intimidating things that I've ever done that I always was intimidated by because I'm like, wow, that's adulting and, and getting new windows and patios is like only what adults do. No, it's what we all can do and make happen and it can seriously change everything on your home well we appreciate their support because simply the best trust northwest today's episode is sponsored by nerd wallet smart money podcast nerd wallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much needed clarity in the finance world helping you make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning for my tax bills so I don't dread April every year. Yeah, and it's a really confusing time, by the way. There's all these documents, especially with us, like we are managing finances together because we run a small business together. There's all these different papers. There's all these different forms. What do you do? You listen to Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Yeah, because then you can be making a balanced budget and not just for everything you're doing with your business. How about for some time off after an NBA season even? That sounds amazing. So you know what you need to do? Listen to Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. 
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Appreciate their support. The Deuce and Mo podcast. Also appreciate Bad News Sour Grapes joining Five Boxing Deuce. I know I get worked up and complain at times. Often I'm a poor loser, hence the name, but I'm wishing you and Morgan the best Thanksgiving Aww. tomorrow. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. That brings you. us to this chat. If you're in the chat, participate. I'm going to ask Morgan this too. What? Uh, what are you most thankful for Ooh. as an NBA fan? Or Kings fan. What are you most thankful for? Um. Huh. I don't know. I. Wow. You know what's funny? I even had time to think about like, oh, what I'm really thankful for with this. And I don't know. I, I don't know. It's probably just super generic. Basketball's in my blood. It is my life. I don't want to be here if I didn't have it. Okay. <laughs> I know we're going to go dark. Um, uh, you know what I'm thankful for this year? Yeah. Oh, this year. Okay. In the what? NBA. The in-season tournament. Okay. I like that. I'm enjoying it. I think the court's are different. They're fun. Some of them are ugly, but it's it's felt cool. And I'm I've noticed I'm as we get closer, I want I'm going, I want the Kings to get to Vegas. I want a Kings Pacers NBA Cup. What you just want that Halliburton matchup. Oh dude, it would be so fun. It'd be so it fun. Be Those teams are gonna be forever tied yes. together. And in yes. that moment, it'd be a fun game. I love it. The I NBA love is like hell no. Why? Because, you know, Small market. The, the NBA is like, Lakers, Celtics. Can we get the Knicks on there? That would be a big splash. Yeah, I, I, I like that. I would enjoy that. I feel like there'd be a lot of, um, a, a lot of competitive nature there. On the, on, on threads, I put this out earlier today. If you're not on threads, follow me. You can. Or sign up for account, then follow me. Deuce Mason on threads. <laughs> D-E-U-U-U-U-C-E Mason. How I put that news? out earlier. I think there's three. Okay. Tall Skinny Ben says, I'm thankful for the Kings, the in-season tournament being really fun to watch. Darren Fox getting the love he deserves from national people. Oh, I love... These are great ones. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Good job, everyone. I had an OKC fan hit me up saying the Lake... Or excuse me, the Clippers for gifting OKC SGA. Ooh. The Orlando Magic for passing on Chet Holmgren. And the Sixers for cutting Isaiah Joe. Uh, as a Bucks fan, Giannis. That's a good one. Uh, Jim says, Keegan. Murray. Yes. Um, Brian says the parody in the Western Conference and all these young up-and-coming teams. Love it. Love it. Good ah. job, Threads. That's good. Good. I'm digging that. Yeah. No, I love that vibe. And I'm happy that so many people are thankful. If you guys didn't see this today because you're watching the Kings game, um, Kawhi Leonard was in San Antonio taking on his former team, the San Antonio Spurs, and he's getting booed every time he touched the ball. Look, I know the San Antonio thing did not end well there for him, but pretty sure he's part of a championship team. Yeah. Pretty sure he's a pretty important part to that squad. In the middle of the game, this felt like WWE. Oh, it's so Greg good. Popovich grabs the mic because they're booing Kawhi at the free throw line. Excuse me for a second. Pops Can on the mic. we stop all the booing and let these guys play? It's got no class. It's not who we are. Knock off the booing. 
I I'm telling the fans to lay off Kawhi. What do you guys it. think about that? We put that on the post game show because I was just like, yeah. I, I and Matt was like, I love this so much. I love this because he goes, basketball fans can sometimes just be so one way or another, and it's like, yo, you gotta remember what this guy did for this organization. And not only that, I I even said this to Matt too. I was like, if it was a if it was the postseason. And you're playing against Kawhi Leonard in the postseason. Boo the shit out of him. There, it's just it felt like, like Pop felt like it was nasty. He didn't like it, and he was like, "If you respect what he has done and what we have done as an organization, don't boo him right now." Fifteen games into the season, you won a Finals MVP with your squad. Yeah, yeah. You drafted him. He was a great story, and it didn't end well. Okay. But, like, so much time has passed, and you're a victor. You shouldn't be mad anymore. Like, you can't boo. Here's the rule. You cannot boo a player that helped you get a championship. I'm sorry. If you win a championship, it could be the last guy on the team. You are forever getting cheered. I don't care where you go. Kawhi Leonard didn't do anything evil. He elected, you know what? I probably don't want to be here anymore, and they traded him. My favorite thing is just Greg Popovich having guys, like, literally takes a PA's mic just to say that in the middle of a game. It's it's insane. It's incredible, but only Greg Popovich could get away with it. I don't think it was my favorite moment of the night tonight, though. Okay. Uh, After the Hornets game. Yes. Um, Ashley Shamady, oh. my favorites. She's great. She's an awesome sideline reporter with the Hornets. Uh, she was interviewing LaMelo Ball after the game. And uh, here's what went down. And last question for you, LaMelo. Three days off Thanksgiving tomorrow. What's your favorite Thanksgiving dish? I mean, I got the chicken, the turkey, ham. Shit, what else I'm fucking with? <laughs> mm, nah, that's about it. Happy oh, Thanksgiving. Okay. Yeah, the dessert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. My girl be making that. Be smacking for sure. Okay. Have a good Thanksgiving. Thanks for so much. Trash. Look. <laughs> what else am I fucking with shit <laughs> on the broadcast? <laughs> One more time. And when I when he paused at the end, I thought he was like, oh, shit, my bad. No, he's like, oh, shit, what else? <laughs> Last question for you, Amalo. Three days off Thanksgiving tomorrow. What's your favorite Thanksgiving dish? I mean, I got the chicken, the turkey, ham. Shit, what else I'm fucking with? <laughs> mm, nah, yeah, about it. Happy oh, Thanksgiving. Yeah, the dessert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. My girl be making that. Be smacking for sure. Okay. Have- oh. Ashley's like, happy Thanksgiving. Oh. No more. No more. We're done. We're done. Live television. You know what's so funny? What? Who cares? Oh, you know I don't. You know, I want more of that on my broadcast. I know it's like, hey, kids are watching. But, um... What do you so think? They're, what do you think? Their your your kids' friends are saying at school. Like Deuce Mason used to go around campus and say "suck it." So right? Yeah, I mean that the attitude era. Of course, I was. Right, but we that's were all my point. That. that is my point. I got two words for you: suck it. Like kids say the darndest things. Do do you have like something that you totally look forward to on Thanksgiving in terms of food? Is it dessert or even back in the day growing up? Well, back in the day, it I loved a turkey leg. Loved isn't that so weird? Ten year old Morgan walking around turkey. Yeah, (laughs) I was a little like chub chub. Loved a good turkey leg, and I'm the type. This is the other thing. I mix everything together. There's nothing wrong with that. that okay. That's actually the way to go. I used to love, you get like a I thought you eat things bun. separately. 
No. I'll do a bun sometimes and put like mashed potatoes, turkey, green bean casserole, a little cranberry and make it like a sandwich with it. Cranberry? <laughs> I never appreciated it until I was an adult yeah. and it's so underrated. Like today when I went to co-op to the hot bar and the people who say turkey is, oh, turkey's not that good. I go, oh, it's because the person cooking it sucks at cooking oh, it. If damn. you If you have good turkey, it's great. And I understand there's bad turkey. And yeah. It's dry. The turkey I had at the co- I sounds like I'm doing a co-op commercial. No, yeah. I'm not. Um, Simply but, the best. Yeah. Hey, check out the co-op. <laughs> um, was gr- You don't need gravy on it. Yeah. Amazing. Wow, I'm so happy for you. Um, yeah, no, mix it all up. Yeah. So good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your side dish? With side dish? Or what's your dish? I mean... Like my favorite? Yeah. It's so hard to say. I used to like green bean casserole, but I love I love stuffing too. I like it all. Like I love Thanksgiving food. Um I even had a little slice of uh pumpkin uh, not pumpkin pie, apple pie today. Dude, me and my family, <laughs> we do not have um uh, traditional Thanksgiving. Yeah, because your parents are like vegan. vegan so yeah. you know, they're not it's Which it's, vegan. I mean, it's everything is delicious. It's just not, it's just not traditional. Yeah. But like, I don't care. It's free food and it's a shit ton of it. Thanks, mom and dad. <laughs> well, speaking of uh, turkey, let's uh, check in with our favorite. Uh, hey, it's Nick is here. Gobble, hey, gobble. Nick. gobble, gobble, Nick. Hi, do some Well, I am thankful for, for both of you guys. Well, we're Aww. thankful for you. And I wanted to thank you guys for being part of my life. And, <laughs> you know, well, the Kings, I know they lost, but we got to play better. And you know what? The kids gonna, the Kings are going to enjoy their Thanksgiving. And you know what? Hey, I want to see that beam lit. Yes, Ooh. yes. Light the, beam, light the beam every day, every game. Uh, Nick, I have a question for you Ooh. about Thanksgiving. Do you have... A favorite food on Thanksgiving? Turkey, okay. mashed taters, and gravy. Do, do you do you mix it all together? Yeah. Yeah, you, you do. You look like you're falling asleep. Are you trying to go to sleep so that the turkey comes and no. celebrate? Oh, no. No. Hey, Morgan, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? <laughs> I'm going to eat a lot of food. What are you doing? We're going to have a lot of food, too. Yeah. Love you know. It. What are you What are you gonna be doing for What are you gonna be doing for Thanksgiving, Deuce? I'm gonna eat a lot of food too, man. I think that's what we all do on Thanksgiving. Hey, why not have turkey? Why not eat a lot of food? Why not eat a lot of food on Thanksgiving? And why not see some more Kings basketball coming back? And you know, we need to see the beep every day. I'll be at the game on the 29th. So, I, of course, Ooh, you will be. Okay, we can't wait is to see hey, you, dude, Morgan. They're gonna be working that day. Um, I don't, I'll be hey, there. Nick, I got a secret. You can't tell anyone though. Okay. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> okay. This Friday, this Friday. Oh, Kings and T wolves. I know they're on the road. Deuce Mason is going to be on pre and post with Morgan. Do some more takeover, baby. Why not be on pre and post game? It's a secret. Don't tell everybody. Okay. <laughs> just, that's just between us. Okay. Okay. Right. Hey, Nick, happy Thanksgiving. We'll, we're uh, thankful for you too, man. Why not wear a tie? <laughs> I will wear a tie just for you. Why not wear a tie? Why, Why not, not, Nick? Why, Why not be on pregame, Morgan? Why not? And sleep beam, sweet Nick. You look good on pregame and 
post game. You and you and you you induce. Thank oh, you. Thanks, thanks Nick. Nick. That's so sweet. Sleep beams. The, there, is, there is no oh, beam. No light. beam. No beam. Sleep dreams. Sleep All right. dreams. All right. Goodbye, you little turkey. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that'd get you. All right. There's, there's so Coach cute. Nick. We're all thankful for Coach Nick uh, at this point. I know. Like, right? who are we kidding? Who are we even kidding? I love, I like, after even like a loss and everything, he's just so sweet. Um, Hey, I know you told him a secret, but I think we can tell everybody else. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be on pre and post game this Friday. Kings and T-Wolves with Morgan again. Super excited about that. Deuce Mo takeover. Uh, last time Deuce Mason was on, the Kings had their best one of the season against the Dallas Ooh. Mavericks. Oh, can they make it happen I'm again? I'm excited. I'm very excited After for that. After dropping two against the Pellies. Um, what about what about Thanksgiving in general? Do you reflect at this point of time? I usually, you know me. I'm very... Reflective. I, you are, and I appreciate that about you. I'm I'm usually more reflective uh, at the end of the year. I know that. Let me let me get it on my schedule to be reflective. No, I I feel like uh, I think in the the business that we work in. Uh, speaking of that, it's like this week alone. Start starting on Sunday. It was yeah Sunday. Sunday there was a Kings game. Monday, there was a Kings game. Tuesday, there was a Stockton Kings game. Tonight, Wednesday, there was a Kings game. Thursday, off. But I have to prep for the Ducemo NBC game Friday. And then Ducemo Stockton Kings Saturday. And then Sunday, off. And I'm so very thankful for all these opportunities. Yeah. But this time of year, it, it there is no slowdown. I know you said to me... The other day on a podcast walk, you saw some people like shooting baskets or something. You're like, or playing tennis or something. You're like, man, it's so fun seeing everyone get to enjoy yeah, yeah. this time off it's, in in everything. But like, it's like the business that we work in, you don't get that, and that's okay. But it is just this time of year. It is so it's so interesting when you go. This is everyone's off week, and it's like a more on week for people in this business. It's, it's a busy week. It's, it is. It's, it's great, one of those though. things too. Like I, yeah, I would not trade it for anything. I was talking to Jason Ross about this today. I'm like, it's the one thing like that's irritating about the NBA schedule. And it, it is what it is. I love the NBA. I love what I do. Mm -hmm. I love doing this podcast, but you know, you're like, man, I wish I had this week off. Everyone else is, you know, not everybody, no. but like there's a lot of people who are kind of like chilling this week and, you know, hanging out, but it is what it is. It's a teacher. It's schedule. weird. This, this year has hit me differently. Um, Oh, you're like reflecting already. Yeah. Because you know, last year my grandma died like late October. I did the podcast that night. I knew she was, dying that night and the Kings had just lost to the Grizzlies to fall to 0 and 4. Mm -hmm. And last year it was just like, I talked about it. It felt good to talk about it. And then we just went on with the season. Yeah. Right? It was busy. Then Stockton Kings came and then we were in the process of negotiating a return to go back to radio. Uh huh. And I never, forever. I felt like I was just getting through last year oh yeah and i was just and so i never truly processed everything that went ha you know happened of course you know i've told people about this on the pod like started going to therapy in august and like this week i've really felt like oh yeah some sadness and it's not like oh my god i i don't you're like this feel i i'm glad i'm feeling it it's like oh no dude you're processing that 
your your grandma's not here for Thanksgiving. Yeah. And so, you know, it's like this reflect. I've never, that, it was the biggest loss I've ever had in my life. I've never had to yeah. experience it. Yeah, so, yeah. you know. Well, except your, except your grandpa. But like, yeah. I felt like after your grandpa, your your grandma, it's like you still got to connect and go to that house and go yes. there. And it's like, now the house is the, gone. The house is She's gone. She's gone. Yeah. Yep. It, yeah. It's, it's, every, like, it's changed everything. Yeah. You reflect like, I used to go there every Thanksgiving and every Christmas. And now like that phase of my life is done totally and it's just a weird it's a weird feeling um is it like grief again like all over or is it more just like reflection no it's i don't know i don't know what the word is it's okay there was definitely sadness today i just felt down like yesterday and today a little bit where it's just it's it's i think a lot I'm very self-aware. Well, that's good because I feel like you listen to us to like a lot of music and podcasts and stuff. So I'm always like, <laughs> like I drive home yeah. from San Francisco in silence sometimes. That's amazing. No, I listen minutes. to a lot of things for sure, but I still listen to myself. Good job. And yeah, I know. I um. I listen to the Christ- story of my life. Christmas music gets me a little bit where I'm like, oh, it reminds me of her. And it's, it's just strange. This... I find it fascinating that last year at this time, I don't think I was feeling it as much as I am this year. And it's, I'm like, oh, because I wasn't processing it. For it was sure. just like, I was managing life. I was going through it. And it's like, no, on to the next thing. You know, everything's good. It's been a while. And, you know, now that I'm dealing with it, I'm feeling it way more. So. Oh, well, if there's wow. anything we can do. No, it's a good thing. I'm glad I'm feeling it. I want to feel it. Good job. It's, I mean... That's there's some, nothing wrong with feeling no that that's it's the thing just, humans you got to feel you got to feel you got to go through it all it's you can grow you can learn from it sometimes it hurts and it sucks like i hate certain emotions more than well, anything in the world this time of year is tough for a lot of people it I really is know. i mean it's it's loss it's you know people who are alone and i it's it's not easy so for those out there who are feeling that like right now you know um Hope you, you know you could turn on one of our podcasts yeah. and hopefully we can provide some sort of relief with our community, but also just know like, hey, you know, there's a lot of people feeling this way right now and it's it's good to talk about it and hopefully, you know, you can make the most of it and think of good times that maybe you had in the past. Yeah. And, yeah. And try and connect with whatever community like this maybe that um, you might have a lot of similar similarities with someone else. So, um, yeah, just know you're not alone. You got do some, Oh, that's true. Um, someone had asked me to just quickly sing the beamless night. I don't remember the words, but Whoa. I'll just, yeah, what? I'm glad we haven't done that in a while. I, I think tonight is, is worth it. It's worth it. Is this you remembering it? Okay. No. It's a beamless night as I lay here sleepless. It's a beamless night and I'm waiting for you. You're a purple beam in the sky that shines so, so freaking bright. And I lay here sleepless. Last thing tonight, Morgan. Yep. What are you most thankful for in general? Oh, in life? Maybe something, yeah, that's currently in life, hmm. last year. 
I am very, very, so very thankful for my family. So thankful. What's it like to have like a good family? I know, that, and and it makes it. I know, I know. I'm kidding, and I know you're kidding, but it is. It's. I have a lot of friends with screwed up families, trauma, weird backgrounds, and it's always so strange to me because I'm like, oh, I don't have that. Like I, so you can be thankful for the fact that you so thankful have a strong family. So Everyone's thankful. connected. Siblings get along. You get along with your parents. That's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. No, you shouldn't feel bad for that. No, you no, no. I don't thankful. I, I don't. And I don't feel bad for it, but it's like, that's why I never take it for granted, you know, because like everyone's healthy and happy um, together pr- practically in the same area. I mean, in the same state and, um, and we all really genuinely like each other and love each other and care about each other. And yeah, like it's, it's makes life a lot easier. It's great to have very thankful for that. That's cute. What about you? Um, thankful for you. I was thankful waiting for, for that. Thank you. Um, uh, no, I, there's, so much. I am thankful this year. <laughs> I feel like this is so self-serving. I don't know how to say. <laughs> I am thankful that <laughs> I have taken the steps. Listen to me. Listen to me. It's not what you think. The setup is bad. It's not what you think. It's not what you think. Okay. I am thankful that I have taken the steps to get physically and mentally stronger okay. in the last few months right, because not... it's made a world of difference in my oh, life. I don't know. No, re- reflecting last year. That was I, I, now, now I'm going back to grandma stuff again. I know. And just, some of you might be listening to this later going, geez, I'm just like, relax. <laughs> like man. he needs more therapy. Hey, yeah, I, I, your thir- Keep it to your therapy. Okay. <laughs> like, why are you doing on your pod? It's Thanksgiving Eve. We're hanging out. This is a, I get really reflective during these um, holidays. Yeah. And guess what? Hey, set your calendar. Christmas Eve special, you're going to get that too, okay? Um, yeah, so I I didn't take care of myself last year. And there were times even on the podcast, like I, you know, I there was obviously some deep issues I was having, mm-hmm. not processing things about, about my grandma and stuff I learned about a family member that is no longer here that really impacted me. Yes. And, you know, it was, I enjoyed so much last year because the Kings were such a healthy distraction. That was the other thing. The that Kings, was great. The Kings were such a healthy distraction. What a drive. And I rode the high yeah. of the Kings season to the limit, mm. but it wasn't healthy from the standpoint that I was pushing aside other things. And then when I, we started doing the radio show in January, we did that. Some people may not know for like two and a half months. And finally we're like, we can't do this anymore. Like, I, I, I don't know how I, I just... I, I got through that. And Thinking when, when that I got to the point anxiety. where I was like, dude, I need to find a therapist. There were so many issues I was running into early with it and finally getting one. I'm just thankful I've gotten to that point where it's like, okay, I'm back in the gym and I'm working out multiple days a week. Awesome. Yeah. I'm being active and I'm going to therapy twice a month. I'm thankful for that because I feel like I'm better on the podcast for it. Yeah. I feel like I treat you better on the podcast. I treat the audience better. I... I would go up people, you know that. And I still yeah. will because I, I'm a fiery guy too. But 
I have definitely reined it in a little bit, and I think it's because of the steps I've taken. That's a fair point. I'm really glad that you pointed that out because it is very noticeable now that you say that. Um, but yeah, I've I've noticed a different glow about you in a different in a different type. Haircut? Huh? No, just a different type of confidence about you too, and not like the hey, let me um, have this persona of this, this, and this. So then, you know, like, haha, I'm cocky and funny. It's like, I like you've taken your talent in your game to the next level. And I'm talking with the way that you study the game, with the way that you go back and watch video and tape after every single game, just to make sure our podcasts are better, just to make sure that your broadcasts are better. And then on top of that, when we had our first game last night doing play by play in color for the Stockton Kings, I thought you fucking killed it, dude. It was, <laughs> it was so, it, I no, did that, yeah, you know, you like in my mind, I was just like, you're so good at this. It's such, it's just such a disservice that everyone isn't hearing you do play by play. I think you're fantastic and you put in the work. And so I'm very, very thankful to have you as a partner. So. Oh, appreciate that. Yeah. And, um, by the way, thankful for all of you. And I'm seeing some of your guys's, uh, comments in the chat and everything. And, um, yeah, I mean, we we'll, we say this over and over again. I know whenever we're like, we're so thankful for you guys after every single podcast. You you have, you will never understand what you truly all mean to us. So yeah, just thanks for being in our lives. Yeah, it's, I always have to reflect on that too. It's as crazy. As we are doing our, it's so, I, the end of the year just brings this, right? Thanksgiving brings it. Around New Year's, you start reflecting mm-hmm. on like the journey of the last year or just sure. in general. And I am beyond thankful for this podcast community. And like I, I always think about where we started and how it started. And, you know, the pandemic impacted so many people yeah. and, you know, in, in really bad ways. And some people in, in ways that will forever impact them. For, yep. And it impacted all of us. And one of the things it did for us a good thing was it ha- it gave me time to think and Morgan time to think and evaluate where we were want to do with our careers. And we decided to start doing this post game show that we didn't know it was going to evolve into. And I remember when we first started though, during the pandemic, you know, there's like four people watching us oh, yeah. and it we was, said, uh, it was we, humbling, but we didn't care. We were like, we're going to keep creating. Because we we had so much fun doing it, and then the people that would join, it was just so great. And now that we've built even a bigger community and a big enough community to like to the point where it's like, oh, man, I wish I knew everyone, and we don't. Um, it's Yeah, it's just amazing what you guys have also created with us. But in really quick, too, I just want to say from Adam, thankful for the, mo- uh, for the utmost openness, Deuce. Also, happy Deuce is so much better this year. Do miss the quick pod rages through uh though sometimes from deuce classic oh i'll definitely have some rages still they still come out i'm just you know trying to exert a little more patience and big picture and it's cute adam um no and without your guy i've said this before and i feel like it's worth repeating we would not be getting some of the opportunities we're getting right now from a broadcasting perspective if it wasn't for you guys and supporting us. 100, one, that, and that's not like a, hey, I, I, you you helped us. Thank you. No, like legitimately, the reaction we've gotten has gotten attention from people, you know, from NBC to the NBA. People see what we're doing 
because you guys are engaging with what yep. we're doing. And yep. so it's, it's cool. It's yeah. cool. So yeah, on, we just spent the last 20 minutes talking about this, uh, but hey, it's but Thanksgiving. Hey, Thanksgiving Eve, baby. Yeah, we appreciate you guys so much. Yeah, and I hope you guys all have a very happy Thanksgiving holiday, whether you're with family, whether you're alone. Make sure that you're just, you know, trying to enjoy it, soak it in. Um, if you need to reflect, you know, we have Discord. We have all these different chats that I know all of our community is also very active in if you need anyone. So enjoy the day. We're going to be back live. We're going to be doing a late night podcast, probably around 9.30 p.m. Pacific time on Friday. We're going to be in San Francisco doing Kings pre and post game for Kings T-Wolves. It's the in-season tournament. Then we're getting in the car, driving down. Getting back to Sacramento to go live at 9.30 p.m. Pacific time for night chat on Friday. Mm-mm-mm. We appreciate you guys so, so, so much. But we got to go. You all have a wonderful rest of your evening. Happy Thanksgiving. See ya! Deuce and mo, Deuce and mo, Deuce and mo. They tell you what they know. Deuce and mo, Deuce and mo, Deuce and mo. The podcast that you know. Deuce and mo. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.